listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. And thanks for joining us for another edition of Mobile Rolling, proudly brought to you by Garrard's Horse and Hound. We uh, look forward to a huge night coming through again on Saturday night from Albion Park. And Garrard's are going to be the major sponsors. The two Group 1 features, Barry Draws conducted yesterday, Trackside at Albion Park, the Sunshine Sprint and the Golden Girl. Now, interestingly, with the Sunshine Sprint, the boom pace, a leap to fame, He'll start from gate number six. So again, he's wide off the front row. And this is his first true test at open class racing. He opened 240 immediately following the barrier draw. It didn't last long because he's currently trading at $1.85. So he is set to run as an odds-on favourite again for this Group 1 feature coming through on Saturday night. Meanwhile, in the Golden Girl, uh, barrier draws made it interesting. Manhattan, the Kiwi mayor, finally gets a gate, 340. But it's the star Sydney mayor, Brave U Kelly, who's drawn directly behind her inside of the second row that is the favourite at $2.70. So we're set for another massive night, 11 races in total, several features, and we're going to speak with several of the major players for uh, Saturday night's meeting in just a moment. There's a lot to look forward to. All the hype continues to build around Leap to Fame. How's he going to handle the, uh, the open class test on Saturday night? How many people will turn up if he wins this Saturday night? How many people are going to turn up the following week for the Blacks of Fate? Well, time will certainly tell. Let's hope he gets through this race on Saturday night with no issues because he is the most talked about horse in the country right now. A horse that he's on a, con- uh, a collision course with, Catch a Wave. He was back at the trials. We spoke with Andy Gaffey's trainer yesterday. He trialled really impressively at Melton, as you would expect. He's a Chariots of Fire. He's a Miracle Mile winner. So it looks like he's ready to go off that one trial. They're going to look for a race. Maybe they'll have that exhibition workout with Captain Ravishing. It has been confirmed that Greg Sugars is going to be partnering Captain Ravishing during this upcoming campaign as they build towards the Tabureka. So there's a lot to look forward to. Our first guest joins us now, Jack Butler. He's got to play a big hand on Saturday night. No question about it. A Delhi star trotter steps out in the trotter's sprint. He's got Manhattan lining up in the Golden Girl, and he's got... Hot and treacherous starting in the sunshine sprint. He joins us now. Jack, good morning. Hey, good morning, Chris. You had the best of both worlds yesterday. Some good, some bad news. You got barrier one with Manhattan. She's finally landed a gate during this campaign. But then you got the other end of it as well with the sunshine sprint gate seven. So mixed emotions for you yesterday. Yeah, it was really. Um, you know, uh, ideally it would have been... Get a bit better draw with Hot and Treacherous, but um, it is what it is. And uh, yeah, um, and, and obviously the mare drew really well, and um, yeah, really looking forward to that race with her. I want to ask straight up: Can the big horse be beaten? Leap to fame. You've been chasing him now with Hot and Treacherous. We chased him home in the uh, the patron's purse. This is his first true open class test. Can they can they get near him? Uh, I don't think so. I, I think he's a freak and. Um, you know, I was lucky enough to see some good horses from the 80s right through to now. And, um, you know, it, it's going to be hard for him, of course, but taking on the, the big boys. But I think he's a big boy himself. So, um, no, I, I can't see anyone beating him, to be fair. All right. Well, t- 
look more about the Sunshine Sprint in just a moment. News coming through, and I want you to confirm this. Manhattan, is there going to be a driver change on Saturday night? Yeah, Bob's coming. Um, that was always the plan. And uh, uh, he said to me yesterday, if she draws good, he'll definitely come. So um, that sealed that. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, he's definitely going to be driving her. Okay. When the barrier draw was conducted yesterday and she came up with that inside gate, was it just relief that she's finally got a good draw so she can showcase her, her true talent? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, she, she possesses good gate speed and, um, you know, she, they, well, from all reports, I actually haven't had her in front since I've had her, but they, they just said she's never been beaten in front, I don't think, or maybe once or something. But, um, yeah, all the, all the smarties tell me she's really good in front. So, um, yeah, it, it's, the ball's in her court now. She's got the draw. She's healthy. She's fit. She's um, ready to go. So, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. You know your rivals here really well. Uh, with what Manhattan's coming up against on Saturday night. In your opinion, do you think she's got the gate speed to lead from the inside? Um, yeah, I do. I do. Don't get me wrong. Uptown Beach Girl flies and, um, you know, he's obviously going to get the the fly off the gate. I'm not sure about Emma's horses. I'm not 100% up on them. But um, I knew Amore Vita could get out. But obviously that second row draw sorted her out. But um, I'm not sure about her other one. But... Uh, no, I know she's she's very quick out herself. Um, you know, and it wouldn't be the worst thing if we did get crossed by Uptown Beach Girl anyway. You know, she's she's the benchmark mare up here at the moment, and uh, so it wouldn't be the end of the world. But um, I'm just going on what all the boys tell me that they would like to leave with her. Okay. Now, what happened last week in the uh, the Fleur de Lille? She was pulled out of the race uh, not long after the start. So, what happened there? Uh, the uh, middle carrying strap. Uh, come come loose and uh, wrapped her in the back leg, and so yeah, we had to, you know, Chloe doing the right thing, had to pull her up, otherwise you know could have could ended bad. So yeah, it was a shame, but um, you know, safety comes first, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have to give her a bit of a bowl around on Sunday morning? <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah, she's um, she's ready to go. Okay. Well, we're looking forward to that race. That is going to be a ripper, and she's finally got the draw, so that's good news. Now, with Hot and Treacherous out in seven, so what are the plans here, or do you just hand the lines over to Nathan and say, do your best? Yeah, that's pretty much what I'll say. (laughs) That's what you can do. (laughs) Take the easy way out there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, leave it it in his hands, and, um, you know, he's leading leading driver in Australia, so he's no deal, and uh, he'll work it out, and you know, if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, well, we're on again next week. Okay. The other big talking point about the Sunshine Sprint, and it always comes up with this race, is is the track record. 49-2 as it stands, Blacks are dance. Do you think there's a really good chance that they could better that on the weekend? I do. I do. Um, you know, especially for where we've drawn, if we're any sort of hope, we're going to have to hope they do do something like that and run the last quarter the slowest. But... Um, yeah, so I, I really do because I know both of uh, Rimos, they, they like to run. Um, and, you know, Pete's horse, so he, 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 well, he holds the record, so he, he obviously let him roll on the jaw. And, you know, Pete DeFane, well, I don't hear that they pull the plug yet, so what can he run? Mm. Did we need to turn it up to draw the front row to ensure that there, that there is a real distinct possibility that they could break it? Yeah, possibly. I, you know, um, yeah, I think there's enough speed there off the front row just to keep it to keep it pretty genuine. Um, 
think, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't think Shane would be too disappointed in his draw. I think he could, you know, he follows speed just as good as he come out of the gate. So, um, yeah, no, I, I think it's going to be a pretty hot tempo. Yeah, it looks like it. Uh, the other runner that I wanted to talk about this morning was Adele. She's going to go around. She is the favourite as it stands right now with Tab for the Trotters Sprint. You knew where you were going to draw here. She's RODM. Now, we haven't seen this mare since, uh, since she took out that feature at Reckliffe, the Trotters Cup there. But you've kept her up to the mark with a number of trials. So what what's the reasoning behind all the trials with Adele? Um, she sort of works herself too hard here. She um she can pull pretty hard, so once I get her up racing and fit, I all she does here is treadmill, jog and swim. So um then she'll just yeah, I just took tick her over because she goes into the track and actually doesn't pull and, and, and sort of looks after herself a little bit. So that was the plan and um, you know, Nate's Nate hasn't let her go at all and um she uh, I think she got only twenty seven three or something the other day herself and just doing it in, under her own steam and um yeah, just sort of kept ticking her over like that, mate, yeah. Yeah, okay. Now, those three trials, they've been really sharp trials. Like they've gone fast times, she's been up against paces, and they've been running good sectionals, like you said. So has she done what you wanted her to do in those trials? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, that's all we wanted to do, just tick her over. And uh, like I said, she keeps herself pretty fit here at home anyway. And, uh, yeah, she's um, yeah, she's really sharp at the moment. Is there anything in that field that's you know, surprised you that you probably weren't expecting or is there is that the sort of feel that you were expecting? Yeah, I think I think that was pretty much what I was expecting. I wasn't sure about um uh, Jimmy Rat's horse and things like that, I didn't know what they were doing with them, but um yeah, that's no, pretty much what I was expecting, I thought. Okay. Can she win from that draw? Um if there's speed on, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, Pete's horse likes to roll along and um uh, you know, um, there's a few there that, that, you know, could put a bit of speed on, I hope. But, um, yeah, the next week's the one we want anyway, so. Okay. Okay. Barrier one, Pete McMullen at a mile. You know you're going to get speed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, that's always good to see. <laughs> uh, Danger Zone, the other one. He starts in the inaugural feature, which is the Hayden. This is the slot race. So if you win this race, you're a chance of representing Racing Queensland in the Tab Eureka, World's Richest Race on September 2. His last two runs have been more than okay. Yeah, yeah, no, he's going, he's going terrific. I, um, you know, it's just, a, he's a bit of a, you know, he's got to have the speed on and, and things go his way, of course. But, um, yeah, we've got a nice trail and draw from straight up, you know, where the other night, obviously the phone was in it and, um, you know, we drew 13, we had to drag back and, and then punch the fence and, but he hit the line really well. And, um, that's pretty much all we could ask of him in that sort of race and draw. So um, no, he gets his chance to sort of to run into some money there on Saturday night, I think, with the right trip, for sure. Okay. Well, there's four really good chances there. And just with Bob, when, when's he set to arrive? Does he just fly in on Saturday morning or is he coming a little earlier? No, no, I think he's just flying in Saturday morning. And, um, yeah, I'm not sure when he's going to go home. But, yeah, he told me he's flying in Saturday morning. Okay. Now, you've won a Golden Girl before. So if she won this race on Saturday night... Do you look at the Blacks of Fate? You did it with Gerardas Delight, or is the campaign over after Saturday night? Win, lose, or draw? Uh, I'm not sure. I'd have to talk to the, the owners and Bob, but um, uh, look, I, I'm not sure what they'll do. I, I mean, if she was lucky enough to win it, I, I mean, it's in your own backyard, and you know, it's a lot of money up for grabs. But um, if she was mine, yeah, I would. But um, yeah, I'd have to talk to the owners. Okay. Hey, Jack, really appreciate the time. Best of luck on the weekend. We'll see you trackside. Thanks, mate.
There's Jack Butler joining us. So he's got some major chances there. Adele, the favourite with Tab right now for the uh, Trotters Sprint. That's race number four. Manhattan's going to be one of the major players in the Golden Girl. Danger Zone not out of the Hayden. And uh, Hot and Treacherous looking to overcome Gate 7. And he's up against the boom pacer, Leak to Fame. Shannon Price has got a, a major player in the Hayden. This is the inaugural edition of this uh, new slot race for Racing Queensland. And as I said, there's plenty at stake. Not only is there big prize money up for grabs, $230,000, but the winner will represent Racing Queensland in the Tab Eureka, which comes through on September 2, world's richest race, and it is going to be an outstanding contest, given how it stands right now. Leap the fame, catch a wave. Uh, the Lost Storm's already stamped his ticket. He's going to represent Tab, uh, Captain Ravishing there, so a lot to look forward to. Hopefully, Speak the Truth will be involved in that big party as well. Shannon, good morning. Good morning, Chris. What did you make of last week with Speak the Truth and, uh, and the Rising Sun? Uh, no, I was very happy with his run. Um, Adam reported that he felt sharper and probably went better than the week before when he won the, the race. Um, so, yeah, no, I was happy with his run. His sectionals were good, so and he's pulled up amazing, so they're ready to go. All right. So that, that's probably the most important question. How's he handling this racing that he's had? He's gone week to week uh, to week this weekend again. And he's had some tough ones. That win in the, the Queensland Sun was just phenomenal. And then last week, they've gone brilliant time again. So he's handling the hard racing well? Well, as funny as it sounds, I actually have had him only half fit for his previous runs this campaign, um, having had such a long layoff. And I knew that he was going to cop three hard runs in a row here. So I've had him a bit underdone going into all his other runs. And he's just getting fitter and better each run this time in. And I'm... Like, it's amazing. I was just watching him run around the paddock before. He's actually pulled up better this week than he did the week before. Okay. So those runs, were they harder than you were expecting or was it about, you know, what you were thinking? Oh, well, there's no such thing as an easy run when you're racing against Leap to Fame. I mean, they run the time, so they're always, you know, going to take effect on the horses, you would think. But, um, you know, like, he, he, he loves he a fight and he loves to... The, the rally at the end of his races so he's um definitely a born fighter in his races and uh he's used to doing a fair bit of work so he's um up for the challenge again this weekend and yeah i'm happy with the way he's pulled up so he's yeah he's spot on yeah it's a good point you raise about being a fighter because if you take leap to fame out of last week's race given the the amount of work he did and the times they were running he was right there with the with the rest of them there was that real clump behind leap to fame so he was probably entitled to be a little further behind given the work he did and the times they were running. Well, his own last mile was 150.9, which is like the second fastest in the race. So, you know, like he's 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 been beaten 15 metres all up by Leap to Fame and it's about 15 metres per lap when you're off the fence. So put him on the fence, he would have finished on the back of Leap to Fame. So it's just that we had to do all the work outside of him that's, you know... Um, made him finish where he did but otherwise you know one day we'll be able to have a a bit better draw than he's had but um you know like he's he's not he's no slouch put it that way mm. you knew where you were going to draw with this race given the other uh, slot concept so are you comfortable with the way things have sort of fallen and, and where horses are drawn yeah yeah well we we watched the auction um unfold down at uh, the sales complex and uh yeah we 
we thought, well, barrier 10, you know, we're used to drawing bad with him. So we just thought, oh, well, 10's OK. We'll just we'll go there because the other barriers had already been bought. And we were just watching to see how much they went for. And when this one was only 11000 we thought, oh, that's a, a reasonable price. We'll just go there. So we end up with barrier 10, but that won't phase him. Okay. Is it a race in two? Is it just you and Captain Shuffles or is there others there that you respect? Oh, there's 10 horses in the race. So there's, there's any, any one of them have got a chance. So they're always hard to beat because, you know, they, they've all got better draws than us. So, you know, they're, they're, it's, it's a good contest. But, um, yeah, Captain Shuffles, like, you know, he's only faced the 2100 once before and that was when he won last year's triad. So... You know, he shows a lot of speed in that, but whether he's got the same stamina is left to be seen over the long distance when you can see what times some of these horses in this race have been running. So we'll see if he's up to them. Okay, but it looks like he said for another tough run again this week, speak the truth, they're not going to uh, make it easy for him by the look of it. Oh, well, like, you know, being drawn off the second row, you're not going to be involved in any early speed battle, which could arise out of there. But, uh, you know, if they all go crazy, he's strong enough just to, yeah be too strong at the end but um you know he's also got the speed as well so that's always up to adam what he does out on the track but uh, no i've definitely got the horse to do it okay so with victory on saturday night not only the prize money that chance to compete for the uh, batab eureka obviously after saturday night if he wins you, you get the chance to freshen him up and have him absolutely firing for that race but the the, the build-up for that race is going to be something else isn't it yeah, no, it's definitely going to be the place to be on September 2nd in, in uh, Sydney. You know, like, it's it's not just the, the best of the best horses. It's also the lead-up with, you know, Summit Bloodstock bringing over the um, South American uh, world champion fighter that does harness racing over there. So, you know, that's something that's going to be promoted as well. But, you know, if everybody in the sport gets behind promoting the most, you know, the richest race that we've ever seen in Australia, let alone the world, is something that, you know, the whole world should be watching because we're putting on display our best and we're already labelling some of the runners there as good as the ones in the world. So, you know, the whole world should take notice of this race. Yeah, absolutely. And given that your guy's been to Sydney, he's performed down there, you can go down there with that little bit of confidence that, you know, he's going he's to compete well. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why we snuck him away in April when, when he was having a bit of a, a wait for some of the races up here. So we took him down there just to see what he was like. And so we got used to him travelling and he got used to it as well because it was his first trip away. And he handled it like, yeah, he took it in his stride. He was perfect. So I don't have any concerns there for him travelling away and, and, and racing at Menangle. We've, we've ticked that box already. Okay. Leap the fame. Did he do anything that shocked you uh, any any way, shape or form last Saturday night? Shock's not the right word. I'm just in awe of how easy he does everything he does. Like the sectionals that he ran when the 27 second quarter came up, I said, oh, that has to be wrong. But, you know, just seeing what they, it's, I mean, obviously it's not wrong. Just just the way he runs so fast, so easily. And Grant just has a hold of him is just amazing to see an animal just do what we've never seen before and do it with such ease. So, you know, I think everything he does, leap to fame, shocks everybody. Mm. Does he conquer this field on the weekend? Well, again, it's it's like anything. He's never taken on the open season hard free-for-all as he's always been against mm. his own age group. So, you know, that's always in the back of your mind, you know, I'm against some season free-for-allers that have been winning at Menangle breaking 50. I mean, I know Leap to Fame will break 50 at Menangle easy, already has, but, you know, like that's always something and, and he's not drawn the best, but you would think that he would just be too strong, too fast for them. Mm. Uh, your other runner in the Hayden is hold on to your blink. So when did that get confirmed that he was going to be starting? 
Uh, Tuesday last week, I got a phone call from uh, Mark Robertson that owns the slot, and uh, he asked if we'd like to go in the race, and I said yes, that would be awesome. So from Barry too, that's a nice. It's actually the best Barry drawer he's ever had. He usually never draws down near the fence, so it's a good thing to to get him close down to the fence for once. And he's he's a good stalker of speed. He's shown that before, so he'll be uh, he'll be up the front end, that's for sure. Well, his gate speed's very underrated. So from gate two, can he lead initially? Oh, he's, he's showing at Redcliffe like he just crosses them easy. Um, so he does have that good gate speed, and then it's just a matter of, uh, you know, first in best dress, who gets there first to to take the lead, I guess, whether it's uh, Free Think or Captain Shuffles. I mean, that's up to um, his driver. But, uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be a, you know, a, a speedy contest for the first few hundred, that's for sure. All right. Well, Tab right now have Speak the Truth at $1.90. Captain Shuffles, $2.50. Your other runner, hold on to your bling, $21. The other race that I wanted to ask you about is the Trotters Sprint. And you've got a, a very intriguing runner in Van Sank. He's five fifty, so he's hard in the market here. It's three ten, the favourite at Dell. So he's given a terrific chance. He's, he's a little bit frustrating at the moment. Is that fair or unfair? Now, it's frustrating that there were no trot free-for-all races program while the DJA was on. might be something they might have to look at for next year to bring the DJA forward a week so that there is a lead-up race for these because, as with half the field, they've had to race outside of the DJA and just trial because so, there's no races. So that's always hard. But, um, no, Van Sank, he's, he's, he's a very fast trotter and... Uh, his trials have been good. I mean, he was a bit naughty last week, but we know why. We found out the reason why he galloped. But he, um, otherwise, like he's he's got great menangle form, and he loves he loves the mile as it shows down there. So it's just a sticky draw. With you know, there'll be a bit of speed on. It's just a matter of uh, where he lobs, and yeah, he can definitely follow the speed. Well, uh, he's been good in those trials, apart from that last trial. But as you said, there was an excuse there, and that's been rectified. But He's well and truly up to winning this race. He, he can he can go at the best because he's got that speed. Oh, he's he's raced most of these before. Um, you know, like uh, he's he's given a lot of these a start before and a beating. And as I said, like he's raced stronger opposition at Menangle. He is coming out of the the Group One Hammerhead, where the winner was invited to contest to New York. Um, the Yonkers free-for-all trot over there and the horse that ran third just finished competing in the elite lot so and he was just behind them so he is coming out of some pretty strong form mm. he's been a good buy hasn't he he's now won 16 races and his earnings are getting up you know they're well past 150 he's been a terrific buy yeah no he was just uh, i just saw him advertised on twitter him and uh, another one that chris alfred had for sale and uh, i just rang the owners and they said uh, the other one had been sold and i said oh well i guess i'm left with this one so i'll take him so it was a bit of a, a lucky buy that I just topped on Twitter at the right time. Absolutely. So uh, he, he's been very good. So you go to the races Saturday night, some really big chances. But the one that you want is the other Hayden. Not only is it the first running of this feature, but like I said, with that uh, extra big carrot there to, to compete for the uh, the Eureka, it's going to be a, a special moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, the Eureka takes a lot of pressure off. Sorry, the, winning the Hayden takes a lot of pressure off getting to the Eureka. But uh, it's one of those things. It's a horse race, and whoever has the most luck on the night is usually the winner. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, best of luck. Appreciate the time this morning. We'll see you trackside. Thanks, Chris. There's Shannon Price joining us. So a couple of key runners for the stable this weekend, and it's going to be very interesting to see how that race unfolds. Our next guest, he's going to play a role in that race, the Hayden, because... He's got one of the uh, the best drives in the field, but I've got a lot to talk about with our next guest because they brought up a big milestone. Feature race victory last week, taking out the 
Fleur de Lille with Uptown and Beach Girl, but that victory coincided with win number 200 for this year. It's record pace because he leads the national premiership by a long, long way. He's out in front by the best part of 70. 201 winners for Nathan Dawson. Next best, Gary Hall Jr. on 129. That's a massive gap. Nathan, good morning. Congratulations. Good morning, Chris. Thank you. How special was it, not only to bring up the double century, but doing it with a mare that you love and it's a feature race as well? Yeah, it was pretty special. Um, you know, I got a, had a really good week and, you know, I knew the 200 was just around the corner. So it was good to bring it up in a race like that, and uh, especially on a mare like her and for Bunny and Mary Smith. Okay, so... What are we looking at uh, for the end of the year? Uh, is the the main focus number for you 315? You want to break Pete's record for most wins by a Queensland driver, or is there another number that you're you're focusing on? Uh, the main number I'm focused on is 300. Um, you know, I've been chasing it for a few years now, and haven't been able to get there. So 300 is the personal goal, but um, you know, hopefully we can get there and then go on to the record. Okay, have you been, have you allowed yourself to sort of just look at the figures and think it's July 12, so we've still got a lot of time between now and the end of the year. Do you sort of break down that the months and think if I can get so many winners per month, where does that leave you? Uh, the start of the year is kind of following, um, you know, wins to days. So at the moment, I'm sitting ahead um, for wins to days in the year. So. I was hoping if I could aim towards that, you know, it allows me the 365. Yeah, there's a okay. bit of a buffer so there if I have a few bad weeks and that. So you're going better than a win per day at the moment? Yeah, at the moment I am. I think I'm, you know, maybe five to ten wins ahead of that rate. Wow. That's sort of speed that you see. Yeah, it is, you know. Um, just, you know, I've had a really good season and I had a lot of good support from trainers. So, um, you know, a lot of drives, which helps. Yeah, absolutely. So when you had that little spill a couple of weeks ago, you would have feared the worst. But as we know now, you've bounced out of that well and uh, it's play on. So, um, you know, these things happen throughout the year, but uh, could have been a lot worse, but fortunately it wasn't. Yeah, that's right. You know, um, in, our, in our industry, you know, um, you never know what's going to happen each race. So... Uh, Every time you get around safe, you just got to be thankful for that because it can change quickly. Yeah, no doubt about it. You've got some great drives on Saturday night. I just want to pick your brain about, about a few of them. Captain Shuffles, the inaugural running of the Hayden. Uh, most think this is a race in two between your horse, Captain Shuffles, and uh, Speak the Truth. How do you see it? Uh, you know, it's probably hard to say it's a race in two. Um, it's a good field with good horses, um, you know, you can't shy away from Trent's horse and that. Um, he's obviously a good horse. Um, it's probably a barrier. It's just a little bit tricky for him. But it's a lot of good horses in it. But um, I wouldn't change my drive for any. Okay. Did he give you that feel last Saturday night? He looked really sharp. He looked really comfortable. He put them away and did it nicely. Ran good time. Uh, 27.5 on the way home. Is he right where he needs to be going into the feature on the weekend? Yeah, he's had a pretty good prep, um, you know, leading into this. Uh, we've missed some of the bigger races to aim for this, you know, peaks for this night. So last week he, he felt, you know, very good. Um, you know, he ran a good half um, and he did that with plugs in. So 
you know, um, when I get them out, there's still a fair bit left. Okay. So we probably won't know until Saturday night, but do you think it might be a blessing that you didn't have to go around in the Queensland sun, you didn't have to go around last week in the rising sun? So do you think that might be beneficial uh, going into this race, uh, you know, rather than going around and, you know, having those lung busters chasing leap to fame in brilliant time? Yeah, I think so. Um you know, he's he's had a you know, probably the easy easy marks on the way through um leading up to this to get his confidence, you know, right up for this race. So you know, he, he racing those good horses and, and chasing them, I do think it has its toll on him. So um, you know, I'm kinda glad we took this path into it. Mm. And looking back, a few people are saying, Oh, it's twenty one hundred and thirty eight metres but when you take time to look back at that triad replay from last year, you were chasing him last year home in that race because you were sitting behind Teddy Disco. He he did it so easily. He was so comfortable at the 2,138 metres last year. Yeah, I don't think a mile 21 really matters to him. Um, he's a pretty chilled-out horse, you know, and he's got good speed and he's got good stamina. So, you know, I'm not too phased at being over the trip. Yeah, and like I said, if he wins this race, he represents Racing Queensland to be involved in the inaugural running of the Tab Eureka, world's richest race, and it's shaping to be, you know, the best race of the year. That that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. You know, it's just it's good to be a part of the Hayden being its first year in that. Um, you know, and if we're lucky enough to to win it and get a start into the Eureka, even better. But you know, as I said, it's just good to be a part of it. All right. A couple of other drives. Adele in the other Trotters sprint. I spoke with Jack earlier. We knew where she was going to draw. She's RODM. Is she good enough to overcome this draw on the weekend? I think she is. Um, she's trialling super at the moment. You know, she went against, you know, some handy paces the other day and she went up the straight with them pretty comfortable. So, um, you know, I'm pretty confident leading into this race. Yeah, it's a good point you made. She looks like she's got her rhythm. She looks very comfortable out on the track right now trotting. She is. Um, you know, I probably haven't driven a trotter that, you know, gives a feel the way she does. Um, she's very fluent and she's, um, you know, just got everything you want in a nice trotter. Okay. Uptown Beach Girl, Group 1 Golden Girl. She's drawn seven last week. She had a kind draw gate too. What do we do from seven? Is there a chance that you could just light her up on Saturday night? Oh, there's a very good chance that I could light her up on Saturday night. Um <laughs> We'll be going forward, you know, it's the only really chance we have. If we go back, we won't be getting into it. But, you know, she's proven plenty of times that she's good enough to do a bit of work in the run and, and still be competitive. This has been the target race for, for months, hasn't it? It has, you know. Um, been leading into this, you know, and just hoping that we've got a good draw in it. But it's a front-line draw, so, you know, that's better than what it could have been. How comfortable was she last week going through the line? Yeah, she was good. Um, you'd expect it to be. We got a nice, you know, middle quarter there and a good breather. So she showed a high speed and, you know, she was good through the line. Okay. Is that all you wanted on Saturday night, just a front row draw with her? Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, I think she's a lot better being up on the front end rolling. So to be honest, I don't really think it matters too much if she's in front or outside them. She relaxes good and, you know, she's a good racehorse. All right. Can you take out the Albion Park Gold Final with Bronski Zulu? Yeah, I was pretty impressed um, with his heat with me all day. We we run a good um, half and a good last quarter, and he's still learning what it's all about, but he got the job done.
competitive field though, isn't it? There's there's no standout. There's a number of chances there. Yeah, it's a nice field, you know, and it's, you know it's probably an even field at that as well. So, you know, I think the horse, you know, is you know best on the night, and you know a bit of luck on this side is probably gonna be the one that gets the money. Right, and I've saved the best to last. Hot and treacherous gate seven. You're the leading driver in the country. All your tricks will need to be on full display to get this guy home from this draw against this field. Yeah, that's a bit tough to go out there for him. Um, he's racing super at the moment, but against these horses over the mile, um, you know, it's going to need um, a lot of luck our way. Mm. you got a bird's eye view of Leap to Fame uh, in the recent uh, feature at Reckliff, the patron's purse. Um, you were watching last week when he dealt to that field in the rising sun. How does he handle his first true open-class test? Yeah, I'd be surprised if he gets beat. Um, I think he's proven himself over and over that, you know, he probably is the best horse in Australia, if not the world. Um, you know, everything he does, he just does that easy. Um, I don't know if we've ever seen a horse like him before. Does he break the track record? Yeah, I think he goes close to it. I mean, if you look at his sectionals after last week, running 49.5 for the for the trip, you know, and he, he did that pretty comfortable. It's it's scary to think what he could do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's all in front of you on Saturday night. Some terrific drives there. You're a man in demand, 10 races tonight. Uh, you've got nine drives. Just give our listeners one this morning. What's a race that you think that you can win tonight? Uh, we'll get in early up to um, I'm a Beach Babe in the first. Right, oh, perfect. We'll take the tip. Race one, number two, I'm a beach babe. Nathan, as always, really appreciate the time. And again, congratulations. Big milestone there last Saturday night. The double century up, record pace. Best of luck for the rest of the year. Thanks, Chris. There's Nathan Dawson joining us. So uh, that is a huge lead. 70 clear of his nearest rival, Gary Hall Jr., who's a, uh, a Hall of Famer in his own right. Darren Clayton, there's so much to talk about with Darren. Uh, we can talk about the heroics of Nathan Dawson, but uh, we'll focus on the horse that uh, is just on everyone's lips right now, Leap to Fame. Darren, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. How are you today? I'm super. Were you starstruck there last Saturday night? Um, we all knew how good he was, obviously, but um, the ease with, with, with which he won that race was just something else, I think. Um, you know, in the early stages, we, we sort of said that by choosing gate seven, when there was the choice of seven and 13 in the in the two barriers, well, that sort of <clears throat> indicated that perhaps Grant was just going to continue pressing forward. And then as soon as the gate pulled away and he eased back, it sort of sort of stumped me for a minute. I was like, oh, this is, this is not what I sort of envisaged. This is going to be interesting. And then... You know, he, he was right at the back and that, that three-wide train with can't find a better man went first and speak to the truth in between them and then he just kept on pressing on and then once he was in front, um, yeah, he really flexed his muscle. And the fact, if you look at the, you know, as they've, they've turned for home and Grant sitting's quiet as a church mouse and every other runner is under, you know, solid urgings and he's just pulling clear, it's... Um, it, it was one, one of the most dominant performances on a racetrack I've seen um, with the way he did it and, and the times back that up. Mm, there's no doubt about that. So fans this week get to see him again because originally I don't think this race was part of the, the plan, but uh, he's obviously come through. So 
you know, rivals can take that as they see. That that might be a good thing. That might be a really scary thing that he's thriving on this racing right now. So he starts Saturday night. He's drawn out in six. He was able to find the peg line last week with a lap left to run. Do you think he'll find the peg line this week? Oh, well, uh, it comes back to, to one of the things in you said in your call last week, Chris, about, um, you know, is it respect or, or is it... Um, fear or, or, or not sure exactly the words you said but um, along those lines and well I guess you've got to be there to win it but if he's up eyeballing and you know over 2100 he can run his last mile in 49 well you're going to have to be mighty good to hold him out over the mile yeah. so yeah I, I'm not sure I don't think he will I think they'll definitely take it up you've got better zip it in one who's um, you know he's a proven sub 150 performer at Menangle you've got Blacks of Dance there in three who's a, a sub 150 performer at Albion Park and holds a track record so and when he claimed that track record he sat parked for a fair majority of the trip so um, if he can't get across better zip it well um, you know I think Pete McMullen would be quite happy to to hold that spot so where does that leave leap to fame does he just keep forcing the issue or or do we see him a little bit less conventional and saved for one run and see where he ends up but uh, I don't think it matters what happens uh, from what we've seen this campaign he he just wins again surely mm. it's an iconic race the Garrard Sunshine Sprint uh, it's a great name for a, 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 a race that's held in in the Sunshine State First stage back in 1983, amazing trick was able to score. The mild rate, the winning mild rate was 159.4. We've come a long way, so we keep evolving. Race record, I'm the mighty Quinn, 150.4. How do you sort of see it? Do you think they'll go better than that? Race record time, track record 49.2. How do you sort of see it? Yeah, well, I think it depends on the conditions over the next few days. I can see it's, it's a pretty, pretty bleak-looking day out there today. But, um, you know, if we get... If the conditions are right, um, can definitely see the race record being beat. And um, that race record was a track record for a number of years. Um, if they if they beat that, I can't see why they don't break the track record. Like I said, I think with, with better zip it in gate one... He's going to kick forward. Um, Pete McMullen on Black Sedans, he'll be kicking forward. You've got Magnificent Storm sort of stuck there in the middle. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that early speed is, is certainly going to be um, pretty strong. It's going to be willing. Um, and, you know, the, they've got their opportunity to win the race by keeping Leap to fame wide, I guess, and really making him, him earn the victory, and that's their best chance, provided they don't, you know, go too hard. But um, I, I can certainly see the track record going under with the way the race profiles now. OK. Uh, immediately after the barrier draw yesterday, uh, they opened him at 240. It didn't last long. He's trading at 185. Do you still see any value in the 185, or is that about the, the right mark for him? Yeah... I, I'm really at a loss to, to work that one out, Chris. I think, um, like, as good as he has been, um, you know, it is his first test against the real um, seasoned, hardened, open-class performers. So it certainly is a little bit of a leap um, up in grade, that's for sure. But um, the way he's been disposing of, of those within his own grade... It, there's nothing to suggest he, he doesn't just do the exact same thing again. So, um, yeah, I, I guess 
in terms of the price, well, um, you know, maybe it firms up a little bit more. He, um, after he ended up um, in that race there the other night, jumping at a dollar thirty from gate seven, so um, you know, I, I can see him probably get down to about a dollar fifty, perhaps. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what he uh, actually starts at on Saturday night. We've got so many great races coming through. The Golden Girl, the inaugural running of the Hayden. What, what's the other race that you're most looking forward to this weekend? Yeah, it's a bit of a mixed bag there. There's a few different races. I think the, the Hayden will be good viewing. I think the, the Golden Girl now, um, I think, you know, it's, it's only a race in its infancy, but um, I always like seeing the Mayor's race and, and seeing this race now, how it sort of sets up with... Um, Emma Stewart coming into the fold, bringing up Soho Astoria and Amore Vita. Um, Manhattan drawing one now, uh, and, and Ferry Tinkerbell in two after drawing off the second line last week. I think that sets up the front line. And then, of course, Uptown Beach Girl, the track record holder for the Mares, she's in seven. And then, um, you know, hearing what Nathan Dawson just said there about that mare, and um, Donnie Smith's made no mistake of the fact that this is the race they've sort of been heading towards. and He's the mayor that uh, he wouldn't swap her for any other mayor. So um, certainly sets up for, for fireworks that race and really looking forward to that. And arguably Australia's best mayor, Brave U Kelly, coming off a defeat last week behind Uptown Beach Girl where she was beaten by the gate, gets drawn down in gate eight. So um, that makes it tricky uh, if Manhattan gets crossed for Brave U Kelly to, to be able to win that race. Mm. Outside of the second row last week for Brave U Kelly, she's got the inside of the second row this week for the Golden Eagle. I've got some trivia questions for you this morning. There's just two. So are you ready? Have you done your homework? Uh, I'm ready. I haven't okay. been doing any study, so... So as we know now, Leap to Fame's won the rising sun. He pushes towards uh, the, the Blacks of Fake next week. He's got the Sunshine Sprint. No horse has ever won the rising sun, Sunshine Sprint, Blacks of Fake. Rising sun's only three years old as it stands. Who was the last horse, or do you think there is a horse that's won a rising sun and then a blacks of fate? Uh, where did Amazing Dream run in the blacks of fake? First. Well, there you go. So that would be her. She won it that first year. Yep, correct. Who was the last horse to win the Sunshine Sprint and the blacks of fake in the same year? And we're in the last oh. decade, so you don't have to go too far back. So in the last decade. In the last decade, uh, would it be Colt Thirty One? No, no. Yeah, you got me there. Two thousand and seventeen. Does that help? Two two thousand and seventeen. Uh, Hector JJ. Correct. There you go. You're onto it there. So Hector JJ is the last horse to do the double. So if Leap to Fame wins the Sunshine Sprint. This week, and then backs up the following week. He's looking to uh, etch his name into the uh, the record books there by claiming uh, the big double, and it'll be the big triple, and he'll be the first horse to win the Rising Sun, Sunshine Sprint, and Blacks of Fake all in the same year. So there's a fair bit of play there. Uh, Redcliffe tonight, Darren. Uh, we've got 11 races. It's a huge program. Um, where's your best bet? Yeah, well, I'm having a little bit of trouble at Redcliffe at the moment so uh, I, I do think we can come up with race 8 
Horse number seven, Sunny Orlando. We'll be relying on a little bit of luck here, um, but does follow out a beginner. Um, have I given you the wrong race number there, perhaps? Sorry, it's yeah, race, race seven, number seven, seven, number seven, Sunny Orlando. Follows out a beginner, I think. Um, the one should be able to get him fairly well into the race, and from there, just needs that little bit of luck, and he can be winning. So race seven, number seven, Sunny Orlando. All right, currently $5, $1.65 tab fixed prize. Anything else there tonight? Yeah, another one. The, the each way one I had is in race three, and it's horse number uh, five, Monterey Jack. He's a horse that uh, he's better suited out and rolling sort of t on the outside. His last two starts, he's been drawn inside the second line. So finds a race there where he can press forward. Um, it's not an overly strong race, that one. Um, sort of few mixed form lines and I think over the sprint trip Monterey Jack can push forward and be hard to beat in that one so race three number five Monterey Jack the each way play all right good value there twelve dollars the win tab fix price three dollars the place that's race three number five numbers for the quaddy tonight races five through eight yeah it's um it's a little bit of a tricky one. I've, um, I thought Villani Magic was a good thing in this race, but uh, Nathan Dawson, the regular driver, has opted to drive uh, Mac Talk in that first leg, and as a result, Mac Talk's $7 into $3.10. So um, I didn't even have Mac Talk in my numbers originally, so we need to tread carefully there. But uh, I've got three Villani Magic on top. Thought she could press forward and be tough to beat there. Throw in number one, Heavenly Sea. Gets the good trip on the back there. Number nine, Sir Boston. Um, not a not a great gate, but he wasn't too bad last time behind Vicar of Dibley, and we see Vicar of Dibley go around in a much stronger race this weekend. So uh, he can be thereabouts, and we better just throw in Mac Talk off the back of uh, that information. Uh, number five, so one, three, five, and nine. The second leg, race six. Uh, this is an open one. I've got number eight, Duke, on top. Um, just really couldn't go on with it last time out probably gets a right trip here which would be much better suited number three downtown manhattan uh, probably gets a cross from gate three and finding the front in this race will certainly be hard to stop number one the crom he hasn't been too far away likes it tucked away which he'll get from there so we'll go one three eight uh, the third leg um, best bet there sunny orlando happy to go one out with him uh, danger there uh, number one, baby Ginny, if she can. Uh, she's had a long time without a victory, but uh, just finds the right race to be able to lead up. And also throwing in there number eight, um, which is the Pete McMullen runner for Richie Williams Chronicles. So we'll go one, seven, and eight. And in the last leg, another open one, one Diego Delgado on top. Should be able to punch through, hold the front. From there, it'll be hard to beat. He's had some second-line draws to contend with of late. Baited breath, another Richie Williams runner comes up from Tamworth. Um, not too far away last time. Should be thereabouts. Number seven, Betting Baron can get the right trip behind Diego Delgado if he's able to hold up. So we'll go one, seven, eight in the last league. OK, so numbers for the quaddy tonight, Reckliff. One, three, five, nine. Then we go one, three, eight. One seven eight, or we can go seven only there with uh, Sunny Orlando being your best, and we bring it home with numbers one seven and eight. So one hundred and eight dollars for one hundred percent of the dividend. 